Welcome to the Dear Sister Podcast, a weekly, raw, and transparent conversation discussing topics centered around issues that most women face, but that we rarely discuss out of fear that we are the only ones experiencing them. So get ready to laugh, cry, but most importantly, be ready to heal. I'm your host, Jessica Janae. Hey y'all, welcome to this week's episode of the Dear Sister Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Janae. Um, Still sounding kind of like a man, but it's okay. Um, My sinuses have really been trying to bring your girl down, but we're going to keep it moving and we're going to record this show. I'm so excited. Um, I'm just excited and I'm really, I feel good. Let's just say that I feel good. Um, This past week, because you all know I record this show Sunday evenings after I've gone through my week and attended church. And I've just been able to be refilled from Bible study, um, Sunday service, and just throughout the week. So I want to say that this past week was really, it was good. You know, I had my little struggles, but I tried to change my pers- perspective. And I tried to shift my focus from those situations to God. And honestly, y'all, I prayed on Monday going to church, I mean, not church, going to work on Monday. And I just told God, like, what was up? You know, a lot of times God already knows what's up with us. He knows what's bothering us. He knows what's troubling us. He knows what concerns us. But a lot of times he wants us to come to him as a father, the same way we come to our earthly parents or whoever you look at as a parent to you, the same way we go to them and we tell them our situations or what have you. That's the same way that God wants us to come to him. He doesn't want us to come and dress it up and make it pretty, but he wants us to be legit honest with him. And that's what I was. And I definitely saw a shift in the week. I definitely saw um, how God was moving and the ideas he was giving me in order to help those certain situations. So, this past week was good, so I'm excited about a new week that's coming up. Um, I'm excited to be more productive, more focused, and just doing what I need to do to end this year off on a good note. So before we get started with, with today's episode, I want to share with you something that I learned. Um, so, and it's, it may sound a little crazy, but I try to take everything as a lesson, okay? So... My coworker, she got me started on the on the French vanilla lattes from McDonald's, right? First of all, I do not like McDonald's. No shade to anybody that works at McDonald's, who likes McDonald's. I don't care for McDonald's. Like when I have children, they will never eat McDonald's. And if their grandparents or their aunties and uncles or their godparents give them McDonald's, I will probably throw a fit. Um, I do not support McDonald's, but I must say that those French vanilla lattes are the bomb.com, okay? And your girl may have to go to McDonald's because I will admit that they have some of the best ice cream on this side of heaven, although their ice cream machines are always broke. But that's another message for another podcast episode, okay? So, you know, oftentimes my coworker, she will go to McDonald's for us. We just cash out her the money and she'll get us the French vanilla lattes. Well, there have been like, two or three occasions where I was like, you know what? I can't take the chance of her not getting my latte, so I'm going to just go myself, right? And so I go to the McDonald's. The first time I went, um, 
you know, it was a, a good experience. I got my lattes. They did not live up to the stereotype that I have in my head about McDonald's. The second time I went, it was after the hurricane that didn't come to our area. Um, there was a sign on the the drive through board or whatever you call it that said, we're not taking debit, we're taking cash. And the crazy thing is, before I went to that McDonald's, I had I felt it in my spirit like... What if they don't take debit cards? Like, so that's that's one word right there. Listen to your gut when it tells you something. Listen to the spirit. Listen to that discernment when it tries to tell you something, okay? Listen to it. Because I literally said, like, okay, they probably not going to take um, debit cards. And behold, like, when I got there, there was a big sign on the, the the drive-through sign board, whatever that is called, that said <laughs> no debit cards, cash only. Right. So I am in desperate desire of this latte. So I go across the street to a ranky dank gas station. Okay. Go inside, use their ATM, get twenty dollars out of the ATM, pay that two dollars and some change fee to go back to McDonald's. Okay. Go back to McDonald's. First of all, when I get to the drive-thru, I have to say hello. Um, yes, can I take your order? Girl, where were you when you saw my car drive up? Why do I have to say hello to you for you to acknowledge that I'm sitting here in this drive-thru, okay? Then, when I tell them, tell them my order, the girl's going to say, what she said? Um, our machine is being, our coffee machine is being clean right now. What, sis? It's uh, like 6.30 in the morning. Why are you just now fit clean? Why are y'all just now cleaning the coffee machine? And coffee is mostly consumed in the morning by people who go to work. You know what I'm saying? So I was like bumping and I drove off. Okay, because I don't have time. Okay. So the second time, well, the third time I went there, I drive back up. Okay. Again, I have to say hello to get somebody's attention. Hello. Yes, what's your order? First of all, sis. Again, why are we not acknowledging <laughs> that there's a customer in the drive-thru? What happened to good morning? Welcome to McDonald's. Would you like to try our sausage biscuit? No? Okay, cool. What happened, what happened to that? Because that's what used to take place when I was growing up, when I had no options on whether I ate McDonald's or not, okay? So I tell sis, you know, I want the French vanilla latte, hot, extra vanilla. This girl tells me 10 minutes. We're cleaning the machine right now. Again, why are we just now cleaning a coffee machine? Aren't y'all 24 hours? Isn't it in the morning time when most people who go to work are coming to get coffee? Really? But guess what I did? I waited those 10 minutes because I didn't have duty in the hallway that morning. And I wanted my French vanilla latte. So here's what I learned or was reminded of. We cannot go to places or we cannot continue to give people second chances who do the same thing and i know you're probably gonna be laughing at me are you riding your car like just really like that's deep no because i know mcdonald's they're not chick-fil-a at the end of the day they're not chick-fil-a that's comparing apples to oranges nothing against mcdonald's but you nine times out of ten you know when you go to mcdonald's the type of service you're gonna get and that's not all McDonald's, so I'm not throwing shade at McDonald's. But I'm saying, like, I went there numerous times knowing one or two things was going to happen. Either I was going to have to say hello, I was going to have to greet them first, 
or B, they was going to be cleaning this machine. And the second time, the third time I went, it was still a problem. Like, why every time I go to this McDonald's, I'm having an issue? But I bet you I did wait for that French vanilla latte with extra vanilla, and it was delicious. But I'm just saying, sis and bro, we cannot continue to do the same things or go to the same places um, expecting different results. That ties back into when I was talking last week about distractions. I cannot think that I can go to a particular place and be tempted and think that nothing's going to happen, okay? You got to stop expecting different results from the same thing, if that makes sense. Um, And last week on Friday, I went to Chick-fil-A. I ate so much Chick-fil-A growing up that it got to a certain point that they used to give me discounts. Like, I would get police discounts. I would get employee discounts. Shout out to the Chick-fil-A on Irby Street. They would hook a sister up because I used to eat at Chick-fil-A all of the time. I actually wanted to own a Chick-fil-A when I grew up. But now, every time I eat Chick-fil-A, like, I regret it. Like, I'll eat it. And I'll regret it afterwards. So, again, I was reminded, like, Jess, you keep going back to the same place, expecting a different feeling, but you get the same feeling. And somebody will catch that later on in the day. So, that was my quick little learning experience. You know, it might have been a little, it may not have been as deep as how I made it, but I try to take every experience as a learning experience and see what I can learn from the situation. So, what did I do? I went and bought um, French vanilla latte K-Pods for my Keurig um, maker. And I probably won't be eating Chick-fil-A for a while. So, yeah. There we go. So, now that I've given you my little spiel from the week of dealing with McDonald's and Chick-fil-A, let's get into today's message, okay? Today is going to be a little different. I'm going to be doing a... I don't want to say a Bible study, but that's what it's going to kind of be, a Bible study. Because I have been talking about um, fourth quarter, the distractions. I've been talking about being hopeful. I've been talking about um, what God is going to do. And I just feel like some of us, we're at a place where we're in between what God told us. And what we're seeing. We're in between what God told us. And we're... So on one side is what God told us. Like we can see what God told us. We can see the visions that he's given us. And the promises that he's made. And then the other side. We see physically what our circumstances look like. We may see what we're lacking. We may see... um, what we have too much of that we don't really want or need. So we're in the middle. So the question is, what sustains us while we're in the middle? In the middle. Imagine a bridge. And on one side is God promises. On the other side is what we see right now. So what keeps us walking towards what God has for us Excuse me, versus turning back to what we see right now and just settling for what we see right now. There's a difference from between being content and settling. Settling says this is all I can get, so I'm just going to be okay with this. Being content is saying 
I know that God has so much more for me, but while I'm in this right now, I'm going to be grateful because I know that this is just for a season. I'm going to be grateful and I'm going to work with what I have. I'm going to keep my eyes on him because even though I I know this is not where I'm going to always be, there's something that I can learn. There's something that God is trying to build in me and grow up in me to get me to where he's taking me. So what keeps us in the middle of everything? Um, Ayana Vanzal wrote a book called In the Meantime. I think that's the name of it, In the Meantime. Um... So what do you do? What keeps you when you're in the middle, in the meantime, in the meanwhile, while you're waiting for God to bring to pass what he promised you? What keeps you? It's one word, faith, faith, F-A-I-T-H, faith. And today I want to do a quick little Bible study on faith um, because I don't know how I ended up on Hebrews chapter 11 on Saturday, but I did. And it spoke to me in a way that I needed it to. And so I felt that I should share with you what I took from Hebrews 11, because I feel like a lot of us are in a place where we're in the middle. We're in the middle of where we see where God has taken us, but we also see what things look like right now. And so I want to, if you, well, you, I don't know if you're driving or if you're at work, but when you get time, I want you to go and check out Hebrews chapter 11, but I'm going to pull it up right now and I'm not going to read the entire thing um, because I just want to share some notes that I took away from it and I would love for you to go and read it for yourself. Okay. Cause you need to know the word for yourself. You understand? Okay. So. Um, Hebrews chapter 11, and even in the Bible app, it is titled Great Examples of Faith. And basically, it talks about the different individuals that are mentioned in the Bible who had great faith. In spite of their circumstances, in spite of what things looked like, they still kept their faith. Okay, so it says in verse one that faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. So faith is having things for what we hope for, what we desire, even if we can't see it right now. A lot of things, and I mentioned this in Be Hopeful, a lot of things, a lot of people we hope for things that we already have. Um, and then we wonder why God's not moving because we already have that. An example of hoping or having faith is right now I live in an apartment one day I want to live in a house so I desire something that I don't have I don't have a house yet I have an apartment so it would be crazy for me to be hoping for another apartment because I already have an apartment but I could be hoping for a house because that's something I don't have yet um and so faith shows the reality of what we hope for even if we cannot see it yet So what are some things that you are hoping for, that you're trusting in God for? You're hoping for those things even though you can't see it, okay? It says that in verse 3, and again, I'm just going to be jumping from verse to verse because I'm not going to read the entire thing because I feel like this is, um, this is some, Hebrews 11 is something that you should read for yourself and that you should dissect for yourself and ask God to show you how you can apply it to your life. But I just wanted to share with you some ways that I feel that God was telling me I should apply it to my life. And I pray that it blesses um, each of you. 
Okay, so in verse three, it says, by faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. Okay, so the universe was formed at God's command. So my first question is, what are you speaking? What are you saying? Okay, because it, it makes no sense for you to desire something, but you speak against that thing. For example, if I desire a house one day, but I'm always saying, oh, I'm never going to get a house. My bills are stacking up. I'm never going to have this. My account looks like this. Like, what are you speaking that is in alignment with what you're hoping and desiring for and what you're trusting God for? What are you speaking? Because death, life and death lies in the power of the tongue. So that's why it's important for us to do those daily affirmations. That's why it's important for us to speak God's word over us because God's word cannot return to us void. So sis and bro, what are you speaking? Make sure that you are speaking life. Make sure that you are speaking those things as if they're already here. Make sure that you're, what you're speaking is in alignment with what God wants you to, what God says, what God's word says, okay? So what are you speaking? Okay. The next one in verse four says it was by faith that Abel brought the more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. So the next thing is, um, what are you offering to God? So many of us want God to do this for us. God, help us do this. God, please do this for us. God, grant us this. God, please give me, give me, give me, give me. But what are you offering to God? Abel offered God a gift. How are you using the gift that God has placed inside of you? How are you offering that back to God? If your gift is singing, how are you offering that back to God? If your gift is um, teaching, how are you offering that back to God? What, how, what are you offering to God? In the meantime, while you're waiting, what are you offering back to God? The next thing, um, let's see, verse six. And excuse me because I'm jumping around these verses. It says, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So my fourth point is, it is impossible to please God without faith. We can talk to talk. We can attempt to walk to walk. But if we don't have faith, that means that we're not hoping for the things that we cannot see yet. If we're not trusting that God can do what he says he will do, we can't please him. And it says that, God rewards those who sincerely seek him. God knows our heart. And a lot of people say, oh, God knows my heart. You better be careful with that because God really does know our heart. Are you seeking God for your own personal gain because you want what he can give you versus actually him? God wants us to sincerely seek him. And it is impossible to please him without faith. Okay. The next one, verse seven, it says, it was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God who warned him, who warned him about things that had never happened before. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. 
Let me read that one more time. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God who warned him about things that had never happened before. So God wanted Noah to build this boat. First of all, Noah didn't know how to build a boat. It had never flooded before. So how was Noah supposed to know (laughs) how this boat was supposed to look? He had faith. He allowed God to instruct him and to guide him on a subject and on something that he knew nothing about. So my fifth point is in this season, in your in-between season, depend on on God's knowledge and not your own. Depend on God's knowledge and not your own. Depend, Depend more on what God is telling you, the knowledge that comes from the word of God, and focus less on and depend less on what you see. Because a lot of us are smart, okay? I thank God for being smart. You know, I made all A's and B's. Between elementary and high school, I made A's and B's in one or two C's in college. And so I like to consider myself smart. But a lot of times, a lot of us are too smart for our own good. My parents used to say that all the time when I would have like a smart mouth with them. You're too smart for your own good. A lot of times, we let our logic and our reasoning speak us out of what God is telling us and what God has promised us. Because right now, we can't see what God, we can't see with our, or we can't, um, nothing, what God has promised us is not speaking to any of our five senses. So we try to de- depend on logic, if that makes sense. So depend on God's knowledge and not on your own. And verse eight, it was by faith that Abraham obeyed When God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as an inheritance, he went without knowing where he was going. And even when he reached the land, God promised him he lived there by faith, for he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. My sixth point, trust God even when you don't know where you're going. Even if you don't know what's on the other side of what you're going through right now, even if you don't understand how God is going to bring his promises to pass, even if you don't understand what that promise is going to exactly look like, trust God. Trust him. Even if you don't know where he's taking you, trust him because he will not lead you in the wrong direction. And this verse really spoke to me. Um, Again, I read this on Saturday, but on Friday... I went to Chick-fil-A, and as I was sitting in the drive-thru, um, I looked at the people on the inside, and I just remembered how when I was back at home, I would go to Chick-fil-A and different restaurants by myself and sit in there and be totally okay with it. Um, and so as I looked at them and just was like, wow, I remember you when I used to do that. Um, I text my friends because I got kind of sad. Um, and I shared with my friends and I asked them, do you ever feel, because both, one of my friends, she lives in Houston, she's from Charleston, and then my other friend lives in Charleston, and um, she's not originally from Charleston. And so I asked them, I said, how do you often feel as though Houston and Charleston is not your 
home, but that you're just passing through. Like you have an assignment and you're passing through because that's how I feel where I live now. Like I literally, I go to work, church, um, the nail salon and the grocery store. Okay. And I may go out to eat every now and then, like every blue moon, if somebody invites me somewhere, which is rare. But I'm literally a homebody here. And if I'm completely honest, I feel like I'm a visitor. Like I feel like, um, and I and this was and Friday was the second time I felt this way. I feel like I'm a visitor. Like I feel like I'm just here to do one, like I'm here to do an assignment, and then God's gonna take me somewhere else. And so when I read this. When it said it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. And when he reached the land, God promised him he lived there by faith for he was like a foreigner living in tents. Like I was like, God, that's exactly how I feel. I feel like a foreigner. I feel like I'm just visiting here. Like this was the last place. Columbia was the last place I ever wanted to live. Like I never, if somebody was asking where you want to live or where, where one of the places that you want to live, I would never have said Columbia, but God literally brought me to Columbia. And sometimes I still wonder like, okay, God, why? Like, why am I here? Because literally I just go to work, home, church, grocery store, nail salon, and sometimes the mall. <laughs> um, And so it's about... That's when God reminded me that just you got to live here by faith. God is doing something through you here. I do know that spiritually I have grown while I've been here. Um, Character-wise, I have I have grown while I've been here in this place. So I'm thankful for that. But this reminded me that God is doing something in me and through me and for me in the long run. And so you have to trust him even if you don't understand where you're at right now. And even if you don't understand where you're going, you still need to trust him. Okay. Um, in verse 11, it was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and was too old. She believed that God would keep his promise. So my seventh point, don't depend on your own timetable. I know society and social media tells us that we should have this by a certain age. We should be here by a certain age. We should accomplish this by a certain age. And God's timetable is not the same as our timetable. And a lot of us stress ourselves out because we are so consumed with what a lot of people our age may be doing and may have at our age. But I'm so grateful that God reminds us that what, what the world puts together will not last, but what God puts together will last. And Sarah, she was very old, and she had a baby. She had faith that God's promise would come to pass. And so let that be hope for us that we can depend more on God than we do our own timetable. We can depend more on God than we do our own timetable. Um, verse 13, all these people died still believing what God had promised them. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it from a distance and welcomed it. They agreed that they were foreigners and no bads here on earth. 
Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. So, my question to you is, what did God promise you? Are you holding on to that promise? And let's see. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> I lost some spot. Okay, verse 17. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son, Isaac. Even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. What are you sacrificing? Sacrificing. And this kind of goes back to point three. What are you offering to God? What are you sacrificing? We want God to do things in our life. And I know I'm guilty of this. I want God to do things in my life. I want him to bring me certain things, but I'm still holding on to things that I probably need to let go of. And so what are you sacrificing? God will never, I believe that God will never ask us to leave something behind or to let something go that he doesn't plan on giving us so much greater or replacing with better. I just, I really, I truly believe that God will never ask us to let something go or to sacrifice something for him that he doesn't plan on replacing with better. And now I'm going to jump all the way to chapter, I mean not chapter, verse 33 through 34. It says, by faith, these people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, and received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of lions quenched the flames of fire, and escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weaknesses were turned to strength. Let me say that again. Their weaknesses, their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. Faith is our strength. Faith is our strength. That's my 11th point. Faith is our strength. I know it gets hard sometimes. I know you see what God has promised you. You, you, you. you hold on. You're trying so hard to hold on to what God has promised you. But there are moments when you're going to get weak because you're human. And you're going to want to look to that side that has what's going on right now. And that has what you can see with your physical eyes right now. That shows you your lack. What shows you what you think you're missing. There are going to be moments when you want to focus on that. But what is going to keep you strong? Faith. These people were able to overthrow kingdoms and rule with justice and receive what God promised for them. They were able to shut the mouths of lions. They were able to quench the flames of fire and escape death by the edge of the sword. And their weakness was turned to strength because they kept the faith. They kept their faith. And so today, I just want to remind each and every one of us because as I speak to you, I'm speaking to myself too. That faith is going to keep us while we're in between what God has promised us and what we see right now. I know it can get hard. I know it can get difficult. But you have to remain faithful. You have to keep the faith that God is going to bring to pass everything that he said he would bring to pass. If God said it, that seals it. I believe it. And I'm going to take it. 
I'm going to take him for his word. So real quick, I'm going to remind you of those 11 things. One, faith shows the reality of what we hope for and the evidence of what we cannot yet see. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for, the evidence of what we cannot see. And I want to, matter of fact, I want to go to the Amplified version because I feel like this will break it down for us a little better. Now, faith is the, assur- is the assurance of the things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It says in parentheses, the conviction of their reality, faith comprehends as fact. What cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Mm. Let me read that over. This is the amplified version now. Now, faith is the assurance, title deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact that cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Okay? So what are you hoping for? The things that have been divinely guaranteed to you by God. What are you hoping for? Even though you're not experiencing them yet by your physical senses. Okay. Number two, the universe was formed at God's command. So what are you speaking? Make sure that you're speaking life. Make sure that what you're speaking aligns with God's word. That's why it's important for us to study God's word. Because we want to make sure that we're speaking what God has spoken. One of my favorite things that I've been told is your confession becomes your possession. Your confession becomes your possession. Speak what you want to see until you see what you spoke. And the best way to do that is to um, speak God's word. Okay. Number three, what are you offering to God? What are you offering to God? Don't be selfish in this season and ask God, God, for like, don't say me, me, me. Like, take the focus off of you and ask God, God, what can I do for you this week? What can I do for you today? Who can I be a blessing to? What are you offering God? It's not always about you. Take the focus off of yourself and put it on God. Number four, it is impossible to please God without faith. You need to check. You need to do a faith check. Am I still hoping and believing that God is going to do all that he says that he will do? Number five, depend on God's knowledge and not your own. Noah built this ark. He didn't know how to build a boat. He had never seen a flood before. So he didn't know what type, you know, he didn't know what exactly would be useful for a bunch of water. But he didn't depend on his lack of knowledge or the little knowledge that he had. He depended on God's knowledge. Depend on God's knowledge and not your own. And where do we find God's knowledge at? In his word. Number six, trust God even when you don't know where you're going. When you don't know where you're going, when you don't know what God's doing, when it doesn't make sense, trust God. Because I truly believe that he will not lead, lead us astray. Trust him. Even when you don't understand what he's doing right now, even when you don't know how he's going to bring the things that he said to pass, trust him. Number seven, don't depend on your own timetable. That's something that I really have to work hard on. Don't depend on your own timetable. God's timing is perfect. There are some things that I that we all probably want right now. And if God were to bring it to us right now, we'd probably blow it. 
So trust his timetable. God got you. He got me. He knows what's best for us. Number eight, you have to ask yourself, what did God promise me? In spite of what you see right now, in spite of what you may be experiencing right now, stop and ask yourself, and I'm going to use this as an, use myself as an example. Just what did God promise you? What did God promise you? And write a list. Write in your journal. Write on your whiteboard in your, your house or your apartment or what, whatever. Write what God has promised you. And look at those things every day. Because the enemy will try to use what you can see. and what you, He will try to use your five senses against you. What you can see, what you can taste, what you can feel, what you can hear, what you can smell. He will try to use those things to make you focus on what you don't have right now and less on what God promised you. Ask yourself, what has God promised me? In spite of what it may look like, in spite of what it may smell like, feel like, taste like, whatever. What has God promised me? And then ask yourself, am I holding on to what God promised me? Do my actions... Do my actions reflect me holding on to God's promise? Do my actions reflect that I'm holding on to what God has promised me? Am I walking like I know that God is going to bring his promises to pass? Am I talking like God is going to bring his promises to pass? Okay. Number nine, what are you sacrificing? What are you willing to give up now so that God can bless you? In the long run, there are some things that we all could work on. There are some things that God probably wants us to give up or decrease. What are those things? Ask God to show you what he, what you need to let go of in order to walk in the fullness of him. And number 11, ooh, number 10, sorry. Faith is your strength. When you feel weak, when you feel like giving up, Hold on to your faith. And God doesn't ask us to have big faith. <laughs> he asks us to have faith the size of a mustard seed. And my best friend, Kwame, of like two years ago, when he used to do Bible study at his house, he gave everybody a little jar of mustard seeds. And those things look like, I don't even know what they look like, but they were real small. All God asks you to have is faith the size of a mustard seed. Okay. So have faith. Faith is going to be your strength. When you feel like giving up, keep having faith. When you feel like telling somebody off, have faith. Like, God, telling them off is not going to get me to my promised land. God, please guard my tongue. When you feel like being petty, God, being petty right now is not not going to show that I'm holding on to what you promised me. (laughs) So remember, faith is your strength. Faith is going to carry you when nothing else carries you. Hold on to the word of God. When you can't depend on, oh, I say this all the time. I tell myself this all the time. When I can't depend on nothing else or nobody else, I can always depend on the word of God. When I can't depend on nobody else or when I can't depend on anything else, I can depend on the character of God. Okay. So I'm going to pause right here. And when I come back, I'm going to share with you seven actions to put into place while being between the promise and destiny. Okay, y'all, welcome back. Um, I'm so excited because I found 
this list of seven things in one of my old journals. Um, this is from 2016. And it's seven actions while being between where you are now and the promise and your destiny, okay? So I'm going to share these seven things with you right quick. Number one, know and remember is a test. There are certain levels that you can't get to without changes, okay? So remember, this may be your test. This season may be your test. Show God that you are faithful. Show God that he can trust you, okay? Number two, submit to the process. And don't forget to humble yourself. Submit to the process. Don't try to get out of this season. Don't try to rush to what God has for you. Submit to the process. Number three, remember God's credibility. If, it, if Like Ty Trippett said, if he did it before, he can do it again, okay? Number four, wrestle down peace while you wait. Let go of anything that robs your peace. What do you need to let go that's robbing your peace? Let it go. Let it, let he, let she, let, let them all go, okay? Number five, worship more deeply. Ask yourself, what does your personal worship look like? Worship more deeply in this season. Take the focus off of you and put it on God. And number six, allow your steps to be ordered. Y'all, my life changed when I allowed God to literally, like, order my steps. I do have moments where I'm trying to, you know, order them myself. But I always go back to God. Lead me. Guide me. And then give me the courage and the strength to follow you. Okay? And number seven, Stay focused on the vision. Stay focused on the promise. Stay focused, y'all. Last week, I talked about distractions. Stay focused. Stay focused. So those are seven actions for you while, while you're um, between right now and the promise. Being between right now, what, you, what things look like right now, and the promise, okay? So I hope that helps somebody. I know I was a little bit all over the place, but... Keep the faith, y'all. God is going to do exactly what he promised you that he would do. Um, I'm trusting him for you. I'm trusting him, him for me. I'm trusting him for all of us. Read cha Hebrews chapter 11 and allow God to speak to you through that because it really spoke to me. Um, and I hope that it speaks to you as well. So I hope that you all have an awesome week. I'm going to pray really fast before I leave. Um, Father God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this upcoming week. God, I thank you that this week will be full of productivity, focus, and concentration, God. Lord, I pray that this week, oh God, that we will remember to keep the faith, oh God, because you are an awesome God. You're a faithful God. You're a mighty God. You're a, a, a faithful God, a powerful God, and you're a good, good father. And so, Daddy, we come to you right now just trusting and believing, oh God, that you are able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ever hope for, think of, or imagine. God, we pray right now that you will reveal to us the things that we need to let go of, the people we need to let go of, the habits we need to let go of the things we need to let go of um as we walk towards our destiny oh god lord help us to remember oh god that if you did it before you can do it again oh god and give us the strength to let go of anything or anyone that's no longer good for us or serves us purpose oh god because we're trusting that anything that you tell us to let go of oh god that you will bless us with so much more God, um, cover my brothers and my sisters throughout this week. Protect them. Protect their homes. Protect their 
Protect them on their jobs, oh God. Cover them, oh God. And cover those who are connected to them, oh God. Lord, we're praying and we thank you, oh God, that the grounds that we walk on will be blessed. The things that we touch will prosper. And God, we're lo- we thank you for loving us like no other, oh God. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, have a great week, oh God. Just have a great week. And remember to keep the faith and to trust God. Even if you can't trace them, even though, even if you don't understand, trust them. I'm so excited to see what God's going to do to all of you who listen to this podcast. I'm excited to see what God's going to be doing in my life. Um, remember, if you have any topic ideas that you would like me to discuss or to cover on the podcast, feel free to email me. Feel free to DM me. Um, I, of course, I'll leave my information in the description box. Um, what else? And if you have any questions that, that you would like me to answer here on the show, please feel free to submit those as well. And I think next week I am going to be releasing some news, some some information that I'm really excited about. So make sure you take, you you tune in next week also. And I think that we will have two more episodes in this season because I'm going to be doing seasons of this. Um, So, yeah, two more episodes in season one. We're about to wrap up season one. So make sure that you are all caught up um, with this first season because season finale is coming real soon. So, yeah, y'all be blessed. If there's any way that I can pray for you, feel free to submit those prayer requests. Um. You don't have to give me details, but if you just say, just pray for me, I would love to pray for you. I would even love to pray with you. So let me know. Um, But yeah, y'all be easy. Remember, as my pastor back at home says, I love y'all and there is absolutely nothing that you can do about it. Peace.